Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. We're broadcasting earlier today because there's a heat advisory, and uh, I have a full day scheduled. So I thought I'd do it early and get it up and running. The European and Australian listeners seem to like it. So, uh, you know, this may be the new format. We'll do it in the morning. It is Mercury Retrograde, not promising that, but um, you never know. Seems to be getting, uh, thanks, I can hear it before I go to bed. So from uh, forward we go. So, you know, you can vote if you want to have it early on Sunday. So you can listen to it, you know, Sunday afternoon when you're doing your gardening or laying in your hammock. Uh, And you feel like, yeah, move it up, move it up. You know, we've been doing this show for, I think, since 2006, something like that. Long time. Um, A lot of episodes out there. And uh, what we do here on the Weekly Weather is we talk about what's going on in the heavens above and how you can work with it and enjoy it and have a good time with it and uh, make your life a little more productive by using astrology as a helpful tool. We are still in eclipse season. As you might have noticed, the guy in the White House is going crazy out there with the tweets. This eclipse is hitting him pretty hard, and I know uh, some of you, it's hit pretty hard. You know, we've had traffic accidents. We've had uh, pets passing. We've had all sorts of ex- exciting, not-so-much-fun things. For some people, it's been, like, really good. New stuff has come in. They've fallen in love. They've gotten really clear with partner on what's important and where they're going. Uh, they got pregnant. You know, they're having a baby. I had somebody come the other day, a couple come the other day for a reading, and I'd thrown the cards, and there was a little baby card there. And he said, well, that's a baby. That's a new birth happening. And um, then we kind of get to the eighth house, and there's the ace of ace of cups, which is money, but it's also love. So I'm like, ooh, ace of cups. But that's also the fertility house. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, we keep going around. We get to the end of the reading. And, um, and then they said they were ten weeks pregnant. And I'm like, oh, you know, it was exciting. So, yeah, so there's good news, too. So watch for the good news and watch out for the bad news. And just go, okay, you know, we're hanging out, we're having our we're having our we're having our eclipse, we're learning things. Now for the rest of us who are not having babies, um what we're working on here is we're also working with all of our early stories. All our early stories. And what eclipses do is they activate the part of the chart they're going off on and these are going off on the zero to age nine. Um, and so our that energy from the the early childhood stuff. So a lot of people are going, I want to work on where I'm inhibited or I want to let go of, you know, this area I seem doing over and over again. And a lot of, you know, the Jungians call it a, a, a cluster or a complex. And I, I want you to reframe it and think of it as that was your early training. You know, you got trained to do this because that was how you coped with stuff. And a lot of times I'll say, you know, you know, your Venus is only five years old. So she makes decisions like a five-year-old. And five-year-olds are very cool people, you know, they, um, but they're five. You know, they're very pure. They're very hopeful. They're entirely optimistic. They're not jaded by life. And uh, so you've got an optimistic Venus. And then the other planets are all different ages in your chart. When you get in, in the age is when you get to meet the planet for the first time. It's, you know, it's obviously been there your whole life, right from the moment of your birth. But it's when you be when you as a person become conscious of your planet. And so when we when we see that, 
we go, oh, wow, those are baby planets. So if your baby planets are making decisions for you, which a lot of the planets between zero and nine are right now, <laughs> they're the, those baby planets are up and running, man, and they're doing their thing. And little kids, when they're overtired, they get cranky and they cry. But then when they're in a really nice mood, they draw you a lovely picture and they say, you know, love, I love you, mommy, or I love you, you. I love you, you, because you're, you're, their home, they're, you're their human. So it also be, behooves us to be nice. You know, when you're having an emotional reaction under these eclipses, and we still have, you know, another one to go, and then the two-week wind down from it. So we still have another three weeks of eclipse season. Um, and I know you're all going, this just feels really long. And it is really long. But the reason the one that on last week was so potent was it was an exact hit on the nodes of fate. And as we leave eclipse season, we're heading into this new, this whole new chapter. Um, but I lost my train of thought. Oh, so we were talking origin stories. Um, and so I did a newsletter last week uh, on it, and we were, my staff and I were talking about it. You know what our and you know it's they both they both are in, in with really great guys and um and so roses uh, they both both of the guys said <laughs> to each of them that's your origin story that's where your superpower comes from so like peter parker getting bitten by a spider uh kate got bit by a bee and it was on her armpit so she smashed her armpit down then she killed the bee and then she cried cuz she has a pisces moon and she didn't mean to kill the bee and uh, then she had this huge swollen armpit, right? Now, she has a flower box with all these critters on it, you know, uh, butterflies, bees, big things that look like bees <laughs> that are like some other weird kind of bee. And she had a wasp in her hair the other day because she has this big head of hair, and she piles it on top of her hair so it's like a pyramid, and the wasp, like, was in there having fun, um, which got us into the whole storytelling. And then Rose climbed a bookcase, and uh, it fell on her, it fell, she climbed a bookcase to get a book, and <laughs> obviously her mother put the books on the lower shelf after that, and the um, bookcase tipped over, and it landed on a chair, which is good, but Rose landed underneath a bookcase covered in books, right, and she's a huge reader, and a writer, and uh, an English major at Columbia, and when she graduated, and she walks around with these three-inch books that she reads in a week. And I always look at them and go, man, I can't read that fast. Um, and mine was I, I stuck an electric, uh, I stuck a hat pin into an electric socket. So I have an abiding fear of electricity. You know, I'm always a little very, very, very conscious of electricity these days. And I do work with electricity, whether it was computer programs or Uranus rules astrology and it rules electricity, and I'm an astrologer. So the origin, it's where your superpower comes from, where you're really good at something. And you've been marked by the, um, marked, I had one of my students, he got bitten at two weeks old, and he was in Nigeria, and he got bitten by a scorpion. And for, fortunately, his nanny knew how to pull it out of him, so he's still here with us. So think about your origin story. Think about the story that that is active right now, right? Because sometimes it's not a happy story. But other times, you know, Kate killed that bee. Other times, it's a story where you kind of go, yeah, that kind of defines me. And the energy of the uh, eclipse, what it's trying to do is it's trying to activate that origin story, what happened between zero and nine, and get you conscious of it and help you understand how to work with it in a new way. Because we can't 
keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different outcome. That's just not how it works. At the same time, as we do this over and over and over again, we're becoming more aware of where it holds us back or where it blocks us. And so the Mars on the south node, the scraping out of the mayonnaise jar, it's saying, okay, get that last little bit out of there so you can go forward into your new life and do what you want to do. Where are you being held back? Where where are you blocked in your creative? Now, the origin story may not be blocking you, but the eclipses are asking you where you're blocked, where you're held back, and and how, and how you want to do it. And so they're very emotional. You know, I've had some people going, oh, my God, they're so emotional. I'm like, uh-huh, that's eclipses. <laughs> and they, they do take you to your knees. I know when I was first learning astrology, it was my... Uh, it was my second year uh, of astrology, and I had an eclipse on an exact sensitive point, and uh, it caused me to um, have, like, a complete freak out. And, you know, you do that. You know, there's always a test when you're doing something. It's just I think of it as an initiation test. And I had my initiation test with astrology completely freaked out, and I ran from my astrology teacher, not that he was doing anything wrong. He was completely, you know, wonderful in all ways and shapes and forms. Um, and I ran to uh, another astrologer and uh, who I admired and heard speak. And, and she said to me, Anne, this, is, this eclipse ties back to 1982. What was going on for you then? And it was an issue around death. And, of course, I have Saturn and Scorpio. I have a lot of Scorpio planets, and they're all young, and they're all in the eighth house. So I'm a little freaky about death on a bad day. Um, and uh, I said, that's when my mother got diagnosed, and then she died. She goes, well, this is a really, this, is, this eclipse is reactivating all those fears. And I was like, okay, got it. And I imprinted on her like a duck does. <laughs> And I just follow her around to this day anytime she's lecturing and gaze adoringly at her. But it also calmed me down enough to know that what I was going through was an eclipse. And I became like the cowardly lion. I do believe in eclipses. I do, I do, I do. And I know a few of you in my listening audience are going, I do believe in eclipses. I do, I do, I do. Because you had a car crash. You had a leak. You had your dog die. You had a meltdown. You, you know, you, whatever you had, you had your, you had your boyfriend go batshit crazy because your decorator said something to him and it triggered him when he was five years old. Um, you know, this is eclipse season, and we watch it with amazing awe because, and we're watching the, you know, the guy in the White House going Twitter crazy. And I want to tell you, the eclipse is all over his stuff. Um, and eclipses bring things to light, so you're also having something brought to light that you might not necessarily want to see, or that the universe thinks it's time for you to see and deal with. It's like it says, no, 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 you need to see this. You need to deal with this. You know, so my eclipse was in my workhouse, so I've had some nice work opportunities. My assistants have had some nice work opportunities. But it's also aspecting my little Saturn and Scorpio in the eighth house, which is taxes. And I'm very anal about my taxes. I am really, really anal. I have Saturn there. Uh, and I found out that I, I've been a treasurer of OPA for a couple of years, and uh, we realized that I had not filed the taxes. I mean, it was not my job description in my defense. Uh, it, job description doesn't say anything about taxes, because if it had, I would have been anally retentive about it. But now it's the eclipse. It brought it to light. It said, hey, you know, you guys didn't do this. And I'm like, okay, got it. I'm on it. 
So my eclipse season involves filing the taxes, you know, which I would have done had I known I was supposed to. And, you know, that and it was, we really cleared out that it was a miscommunication. And natal excitation, I took the job on a Mercury retrograde, Mars retrograde, and now Mercury's retrograde and Mars is retrograde, so I'm learning about something that I was supposed to be doing for the last couple of years. Watch for the eclipse message. Don't be hard on yourself. You can be a little defensive. I mean, I went looking through emails to see was there anything in there about taxes, and there wasn't. But I also went, okay, got it. I'm on it. I'm on it. And uh, I can handle this. And, you know, brings up all my tax stuff, called the accountant. She was very helpful. And we're moving forward. So watch where you get popped. Watch where there's a little, you know, zap or a little zing that makes you go, ah. And then that's your complex. <laughs> that's your, that's your probably, that's your origin story. That's your, what have I got to clear out of this space to be able to do my life? Because the stuff that happens to us sometimes when we're little continues to block us because we make decisions. And when we make decisions as a three-year-old, we go, I vow I will never do that like my mother did or like my father did or my sister or brother. I will never be like that. I will be different. Um, then we have to go, okay, now that I'm different, I have to be what? What am I going to be different? And and we make that vow and it sticks. So I had someone come the other day and we were talking about their sibling and then we started talking about um, their money stuff. And they said, well, they had worked in the family business as a young kid for no money, basically. And then when they were 14, they started getting money. And I said, well, what did your sibling do? I said, my, you know, my sibling didn't work in the business, wasn't interested in it. So they had gotten a lot of their praise and their support from their parents because they were the responsible one. But they didn't they didn't ask for much. They just took what they were given. So now as a person, you know, he's facing a work situation where they're asking for a lot, but they're not willing to give much. And this is his Eclipse story, working out that I'm worth more and I'm valuable I'm, you know, I'm more valuable than what they're saying, and but it, but his praise early on in life was from working really hard and not taking much money, not you know being the good kid, not the bad kid. So you watch where that story kind of set you up, and that's okay. That's what it did when you were little. That's how you got through it. But now the universe is saying, do you still want that story, or do you want to keep the story, understand it for its purpose? And then um, then go after. So in the case of Kate with the wasp, <laughs> she didn't. Her, her boyfriend and her did not kill the wasp, but they got it out of her hair, right, in, into the into freedom. So she changed her origin story. We don't kill flying bugs that get in our hair or attack our body somehow, and we move. So watch for your watch for the story. Watch for what's up for you emotionally, and how it comes to light, and how you work with it. Now, this is the next eclipse that we're going to have this week, next Friday on the 10th, is a very, very powerful eclipse. And it's much easier than the ones we've had the last couple of weeks, the last month and a half. So what we're going to do is we're going to have, we don't normally do this. Well, we did actually the eclipse we had on the full moon, we don't normally do. We're going to have another new moon eclipse webinar on Monday. Uh, tomorrow, um, which is up on the website, and you can sign up for it. And, of course, you can buy it down the road a piece if you want Um, because there's a big ritual. I would really, really encourage you on Friday to do a big ritual around your life and your direction and where you're going 
and what's up for you um, and what, what you want to bring in. It's in Leo. It's at 18 degrees. It's very potent. And, um, of course, it's the new moon in Leo. So this is what this eclipse is really for that we're working with here. It's really kicking us because the nodes are in Leo, right, because the cancer eclipses are next year. Um, that was the eclipse we had last month. Uh, and so now, as we go forward, really honoring and understanding what that new uh, what that new thing is. So in your, if you go to my website, AstroAnn, you can sign up. And if you sign up late, that's fine. We'll email you the uh, stuff, or you can attend tomorrow night live, where we take questions and move forward. So with that in mind, let's do the moons. Excuse me for my nasal nasal noises. <laughs> I have I had a little cream this morning, so makes the makes the body run. Um, all right. So today we are working right now with a Taurus moon. And it's going to, go, going to go void tonight at uh, 7.46, tonight the 5th. And then it's void for a couple of hours, and it's void with a nice energy, Moon Trine uh, Venus. Um, and then it goes into Gemini uh, tonight at 9.32. And uh, it's in Gemini uh, two, Monday and Tuesday, going void at 3.55 a.m. Tuesday morning. So Tuesday all day, the Moon is void. Okay, so mark that in your calendar. And the Moon goes void with square to Neptune. Uh, which is a big emotional, energetic story. So Gemini Moon. And this is, of course, when people come forward, come true, come say, hey, you know, I realize, bop, bop. And remember, we're still Mercury retrograde, so this can be hearing from your ghosts, hearing from people from your past. And we're still Mars retrograde, <laughs> so this can be people hearing from your past. So it's a lot of energy, right, uh, with that Moon square Neptune. Um, and then the moon is void all day Tuesday, allowing you to process. It goes into Cancer at 12.01 a.m. on the 8th, Wednesday, and it's in Cancer Wednesday and Thursday. But it goes void uh, Thursday morning at 7.20 in the morning with an opposition to Pluto. That's a separating aspect. So there's a lot of, a lot of the stuff you've been working with and struggling with, that separating aspect takes place. And then the moon is void all day Thursday. All right. Remember, we're in the land of all-day void moons because the planets are in early land. Void all day Tuesday, void all day Thursday from 7.20 on. Then at 12.18 a.m. on the Friday morning, right? You know, just a little after midnight, it goes into Leo. And uh, the Leo aspect, it goes void at, at 5.58 a.m. on um, Saturday morning. And it goes void with a new moon solar eclipse. That's on bright and early at 5.58 a.m. Saturday morning. And then it's void all day Saturday, the 11th. And it enters Virgo at 11.59 p.m. right at midnight. And then it's in Virgo on Sunday and Monday. And it goes void on Tuesday at 12.37 a.m. with a trine to Mars. So Sunday, Monday, next week are the easy parts of this week. Right, you get that. You get the meaning there. We got a, we got a square to Neptune, so that's teary and a little emotional. The beginning of week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we have an opposition to Pluto, which is a power struggle and a separation. And uh, okay, that's done. We have the eclipse on Thursday, on Friday, Saturday, and we have a void moon Saturday. Now eclipses are good, but they're solar. They're, they also do take the light out. 
So when the light goes down, and it's at midnight in the U.S., so it's not we're not going to see it. It's happening in other parts of the world. When the lights go down, there's an energetic thing that the Earth, you know, we get the, we get electromagnetic waves from these puppies. So when they go away, because the shadow of Earth, um, the, because the moon and the sun are at the same degree of, of declination and the moon passes in front of the sun and the sun goes away, we um, have this energy dis- disappear. The pulse of the electric from the sun disappears. So the eclipse on August 11th is a visible in northeastern Canada, Greenland, Iceland, Scotland, Scandinavia, Russia, Mongolia, northern and mid-China, Korea, the North Atlantic Ocean, Best seen in northern Russia, which are which has 68% coverage, um, and so it makes the uh, the sun go away. Now, of course, there'll be it's partial, so it's not going to take out the whole thing, but it is going over Russia. So I'm thinking, you know, it does when we have <laughs> we have eclipses over parts of countries, it does affect the leaders. Uh, so it will be interesting to see if something goes down with Putin or the uh, the other or the other leaders in those areas because it tends to be coup d'état or people dying or people leaving because eclipses it takes away the light takes away the leader takes away the sun so we'll see what happens um, I'm curious about it because we've been having all this cancer stuff which is our country's story and then we had the big opposition and you know the Manafort trial so we'll see what happens with the eclipse as we as we move forward uh, through the energy of it. Um, So that's that energy. Now let's talk about this week. We also have a couple of exciting things happening this week, uh, not the least of which is Uranus stationing to go retrograde. Um, So Uranus stations on the 7th, uh, 12.49 p.m., right in the afternoon. And what he does is he's now going to go backwards until... Um, January, I think it is, and then he goes in. Then he goes direct again, and he gets back into Taurus uh, March sixth. So he got into Taurus May, and he's gotten up to about two and a half, and he's going to stop, and he's going to go backwards. Now Uranus, of course, is the planet of change, and he spends about eight years in a sign. So he just dipped his toe in here, got into two and a half, trining Saturn, not exact, but enough for government work. And asking us to what is the structures we need to change. Saturn's the structures, Uranus is change. In Earth signs, what do we need to change physically, because Earth is physical, to move forward? This week he stops and he says, okay, done enough here. Now, what this means is every single friggin' planet in the heavens is retrograde with the exception of Jupiter and the Sun and the Moon, right? And Venus. Venus will be retrograde in a little while, but Jupiter's gone direct, but Uranus now is going backwards, and he's going to be backwards for a while. And he enters, he's in Taurus, and he goes back into Aries the week after the election. Uh, So this is really, to my mind, the beginning of the election season, so we'll see what happens as this goes forward. But Uranus stationing, watch whatever you have at early Taurus. Watch whatever you have at two and a half. Of course, he's squaring the nodes of fate. He's squaring that nasty little eclipse that we had on the 27th. He's saying, break out, break down, break up your old bad habits. So we can anticipate, we have three void moons this week. We anticipate that the heavens are giving us some extra time to accommodate all the emotional stuff we're going to be doing. And a lot of the energy in the heavens is separating or difficult. Right? It's got an energy of problem to it. The other thing that's happened, Venus has been in Virgo, 
And Venus in Virgo is uh, a little crabby when she's in Virgo. It's considered a sign of her detriment. And she's been in Virgo since July 9th, so she's been criticizing everything, which is what she does. I mean, she's supposed to criticize. That's her job. Is it ripe or not ripe? Are you doing it properly or not properly? So everybody's been a little extra critical. And you probably have noticed it in your life. Maybe you've been feeling critical. Well, Venus goes into Libra this week. She goes into Libra Monday night, and she's, which is one of her favorite signs. She likes being in Libra, and she, gets in, she stays in Libra um, through September 5th. Okay? I'm sorry, through September 9th. And I was looking at Mercury. She stays in Libra. So what she's going to do is she's going to be nice now. And to the extent that Venus has been causing you, your love life has been causing you problems, your money has been causing you problems. You've been feeling like, gee, I'm not getting what I really want. I'm trying, I'm asking, but nobody's listening to me. Venus in Libra says, okay, let me get this, let me get this now. Okay, so she shifts on Monday. So those are two major shifts in the energy this week. Venus getting out of cranky, crabby Virgo, getting into, hi, I love you, can we be friends? So if somebody's been badly behaved, they'll probably go, you know, I didn't really mean to be badly behaved. I was having a really hard time. Uh, I had somebody, you know, report that their boyfriend who had been wild was now saying, how do we get back to where we were before? And I'm like, well, you know, you can't go back, but you can go forward. <laughs> you know? And so watch for that energy. Watch for wanting to be nice again. Watch for people wanting to connect and relate instead of being so darn aggravatingly difficult. Right? Um, and also it's, uh, it's, it's out of criticism. It's into, oh, how do we make it more beautiful? How do we make it cooperative? How do we make it collaborative? So there's an energy of wanting to cooperate. Right, which comes into play. So that's cool. And then uh, the sun goes from 7 Leo to 14 Leo. His big aspects this week are the square to Jupiter, and he uh, kicks that up at the end of the week. And he doesn't really do much this week. He's a little. He's just kind of mo- moving along in Leo, you know, hoping he can get to the beach one day because <laughs> he's, he's had a hard. He had a hard month. Uh, Mercury is retrograde, going from 22 to 18 backwards right and and mercury has adjusting aspects to pluto on the fifth so you're going to get some news on the fifth that you're not real happy with this tends to show up as big layoffs in the culture uh and difficult news also there's some kind of partnership energy taking place uh where the where the uh universe is in the mood to kind of connect um and go forward in a different way um and Mercury, true Mercury retrograde, I printed the wrong week. Hang on one second. That's exciting. I thought I printed last week. I apologize. Through August 5th. Wow. I don't normally do that. Hmm. Okay, hang on one second. I, the, the other parts I talked about, the, Merc, the Uranus and the whatever are true. But... I started with. I'm giving you a short week. Uh, so Uranus, the sun this week, is going from 14 uh, Leo through 18 Leo. Um, and it has aspect, like I said, to Jupiter today. And then it hits Pallas Athena on the 7th, helping you see things clearly. It squares um, Juno. And so partnerships taken on the chin a little bit on the 8th. 
and also it jumps up with mer- mercury. It combusts mercury for the second of three. So people are very opinionated about what they think is right, and that's the eighth. And then we have some hard aspects. The sun makes hard aspects to Chiron and Saturn, suggesting some wounding and some opportunity for readjusting your vision of the world on the 9th and the 10th. The eclipse, as we mentioned, takes place on August 11th at uh, 927 uh, at 5.57 a.m. And there's a eclipse webinar up on my site it's for Monday night for next week. Um, and then the, uh, the sun also has an adjusting aspect to Pluto. And that's a power dynamic, power struggle on the 11th. Mercury is going retrograde from 19 Leo to 14 Leo. He doesn't have a lot of aspects, but he does have some stuff with Uranus wanting pushing the creative on August 10th. Venus, of course, is in the last degrees of Virgo, entering Libra on August 6th. And then in Libra, she pops off that early section and she squares those nodes. So she re-triggers the eclipse degrees all next week. So the eclipse that you were rolling around on the floor with on August 27th, Venus is going to trigger again. And she triggers the Uranus Chiron on the 8th, 9th, and she figures triggers the Saturn on the 9th, and she figures triggers the nodes on the 12th. So she's going to come back through and go, okay, I understand what went down on this eclipse. How do we work it and make it better? How do I get love back again? So when somebody went crazy on the eclipse, this is when they apologize. Uh, Mars goes uh, into Capricorn uh, on August 12th at 10.13 p.m., and he's basically in Aquarius. And Jupiter is square. He's at 14, and he's square palace Athena. So you're really going to see things very clearly. Saturn is having difficult aspects with the feminine, so expect the feminine in your life to be crabby on the 12th and the 13th. We talked about Uranus stationing retrograde. He also is having an interesting aspect with the creative functions on the 9th and the 10th. And then we have Neptune uh, doing all sorts of hoo-ha with partnerships and relationships on the 7th and the 8th. Really just be clear about what you want from partner or what you're looking for in the relationship and stand in that space. That'll help a lot. Pluto trine series on the 13th, very creative energy. Earth trine always manifests and creates in form. And then Chiron, of course, is... uh, Chiron's talking shit right now. See, he's, he's, he's hearing a lot of bad stuff and not in the mood. Um, and that is the story with him. And, of course, um, Pallas Athena and uh, uh, Juno are in a square. And so what they're going to do is they're going to form a hammer of Thor with Saturn, which means there's a lot of stuff that gets cleared out of your life the, this week because Saturn is saying, you're done with this. You don't need this relationship anymore. You don't need this partnership. You can see why you don't need it. Let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it before the new moon next week so that we can start afresh. So it's a really big week clearing. That means also people can leave um, because it's very tight energy for departing. So if you have people that that are sick or ill, touch base with them. If you have people that are depressed, touch base with them, and I hope you all have a good eclipse week, and um, take care. This is Anne signing off, complete with a little Mercury retrograde hoo-ha at the beginning there when I had the wrong week. Uh, But it is a big week of change, and with just Uranus stationing alone, but put them in the middle of the eclipses, put them in the eclipse dynamic, you're going to find you're rocking and rolling. So I wish you the best. We'll be back next Sunday. 
you know, send in emails if you're voting for morning or evening. Um, but, you know, it's nice to do it in the morning. You know, I have my little cup of coffee here, and now I'm going to go make some breakfast, and, and then I start reading clients in about a half an hour. So have a great Sunday. Big hugs, lots of love. Bye-bye, and signing off.